Well, hello, God bless. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. I have decided just to go ahead and go live here today with uh, a little study through the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 9. So as I always say, if you are in a position where you can do so uh, and you feel so inclined to do so, grab your Bible and open it up and follow along with me as we read our way through Proverbs chapter 9 here. Um, this was something that I was planning kind of to go live on yesterday, um, have a segment that I call Wednesday Night Live, which um, you know I was going to go live with Proverbs chapter 9 yesterday and discuss Proverbs chapter 9, and no big deal. I was just going to do it because it was the ninth day of the month, so I kind of had written down some notes on Proverbs chapter 9 and was just going to discuss that. But um, we'll go ahead and do it today, even though it's the 10th. You can do the Word of God on any day of the week. And um, if you are interested, I do have teachings through the whole book of Proverbs that are available on our podca podcast platforms that are out there. Pretty much any podcast platform that you um, you know are used to using, you can find us there under a Love Outreach. Um, that all of the teachings are out there in audio format, over 400 and some teachings, not just on Proverbs, but on various um, chapters in the Bible and such books in the Bible. But we do have a teaching specifically through all 31 chapters of the book of Proverbs, which you can also find in video format on YouTube um, as well. So, but yeah, I just thought I'd go ahead and uh, go ahead and go through some verses here. Um, from Proverbs chapter 9. Now, Proverbs um, is written kind of in a poetic form in many ways, right? And what Proverbs chapter 9 does, and, and you'll see as we go through this today, is it kind of presents to the world an invitation, an invitation for something. And um, and there's a contrast that we'll see. And in its poetic form, it's going to give us a contrast using two different women. Okay, One is wisdom and the other is foolishness. Again, has nothing to do with female women or anything like that. It's just the poetic form in which this is written is going to use and speak of wisdom and foolishness in two different ways, right? But the point for us is to learn the importance between choosing the path of wisdom over the path of foolishness. And we can all benefit from that, right? I mean, this is an excellent book for, you know, I always encourage parents that I know to get their teenagers to read this, you know, um, but it's never too late for anyone to learn the Word of God and to grow. And this is something, quite frankly, and I have encouraged this in the past, um, to read the Proverbs on a daily basis, if you can, or as much as you can. If you can't do it every day, I mean, there's a chapter for every day of the month, so if you can't do it every day, grab that. When you think about it, grab that chapter. Chapter 9, chapter, today is the 10th, right? Grab chapter 10, read chapter 10, whatever, whatever the case may be. And uh, because we need this constant reminder, I do anyway, I'll be the first to tell you, I need this constant reminder. As, as I'm going through this life, as you're going through this life, you're going to find that, man, the world is just, you know, it, 
it'll just get you dirty. I mean, I kind of picture it like, you know, you're you're walking through, you know, you just take a shower, you just take a bath, whatever the case may be. You get you get dressed, and you end up having to go walk through the desert or through a little desert area for some reason. I live in the desert here, okay, so that comes to mind. But you get a little dirt on your feet, right? And that's what it's like walking through this world. You know, there's things that happen. There's things that come in, come your way in life that beat you down, that weigh you down. You, you're going to have good times, bad times. You know, all of that kind of stuff. But th- there's just stuff that you know, you need to wash off of you and you need to press on. And we have the Word of God, which is powerful and it's living and it's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword and it goes in and it cuts us and it does a work within our hearts. So that's why I'm constantly encouraging you and exhorting people to read the Word of God, you know, and, and just Proverbs is just one of those books just because it's set up in such a way that it has 31 chapters, that it's something that you can dive into when, you, when you're around your Bible or your phone app, whatever the case may be, and, and read the Word of God, all right? So hello to Isaac, who's watching us live out there from Oregon. Good to have you here, Isaac. Um, I did get your email, by the way. Um, I'm happy. Congratulations, continuing to pray for you on all that. You told me about your new work adventure there. Sorry I haven't had a chance to sit down and uh, respond to you on that, but um, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll get on there here sooner or later. Been busy lately, a lot of ministry activity um, in an unfortunate kind of way, but just hospital visits, things like that. But um, th- that's why I didn't go live last night. But um Anyway, um, we'll definitely get on there and respond to you, Isaac. Thank you for being here live with us today. But yeah, let's go ahead and uh, jump on in to uh, chapter 9, verse 1. Wisdom. It says, Wisdom has built her house. Again, the poetic fashion of this, referring to wisdom as a she, as a her here. She has hewn out her seven pillars. Now, it's interesting. The concept, though, of seven pillars, as I read this here in verse 1, it's it's nothing more than symbolism, right? And seven pillars that we see here simply represent the foundation of your life being built upon wisdom. In other words, wisdom is a firm foundation, Right, it represents stability, complete completeness. Okay, the number seven in the Bible is is often represented as um, completeness or perfection. But again, think of a solid and a complete foundation of wisdom upon which we are to build our lives. It's offered to us. I said in the beginning that there's an invitation here. There's an invitation for us. So we can build our lives upon wisdom. We can also choose not to build our lives upon wisdom. And you know what? We can actually do this on a daily basis. We can make foolish choices on a daily basis. We can make wise choices on a daily basis. That's why we have to commit our way to the Lord on a daily basis. Again, we're walking through a dirty world. We're walking through something that that wants to trip us up, wants to stumble us, wants to get our eyes off of of the Lord and and the will his will for our lives, right? So it's important that we build our lives upon that firm foundation, of course, which begins with Jesus, and we'll talk about that later, I think. But, um, you know, it also 
we see an invitation here to get wisdom, right? She has slaughtered her meat, verse 2 says. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, this is what she's crying out. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. So whoever is simple, right? Whoever needs instruction, whoever needs wisdom, and I'll raise my hand. I need it. I need whatever the Lord can give me. And the fear of the Lord, and we'll see this as we go on, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Honoring the Lord with your life. Committing your way to Him. Allowing Him to direct your path, right? So we need to hear wisdom's cry. We need to hear wisdom's call. And we need to answer that call. But we see meat here, right? She talks about, um, or it talks about she has slaughtered her meat, okay? Now, meat can represent like sustenance, right? Or a hearty meal, solid food. You know, we see the Apostle Paul mention meat, right? Move on from milk and get meat, right? Something that's solid. Some, some good sustenance, right? Solid nourishment, right? To be, there's solid nourishment to be found in living your life with the foundation of wisdom. That's what's being pointed out here. So we see that the table is set. And the table is set with a hearty abundance. This is what wisdom offers. There is much value to be found in wisdom. Much guidance, Right? Valuable teachings come from wisdom, from knowledge and guidance. Okay, again, when I, I often refer back to young people on this, but if you've got someone in your life, you've got a parent in your life that honors the Lord themselves, they serve the Lord, they care about the things of the Lord, you'd be wise to take heed to them, pay attention to them, to honor them to take the value, that, that, that wisdom that they have, that they want to give you. Because a loving parent, is, and, and I can speak to parents here as well, and say that a loving parent is going to want to pour into their son, to their daughter, that which is good. They're going to have in their heart something good in mind for that child. And if your parents are there as you, as a young man, a young woman, if your parents are there and they have that wisdom, don't, don't be foolish. You know, grab onto that, right? But meat, right? Meat provides a sustenance, and so does wisdom. Wisdom pr provides something hearty for your life, a sustenance for your soul, okay? And we also see wine being mentioned here in a symbolic way. Wine in the Bible is often symbolic of joy. And building your life and this is all that's being said here, right? Building your life upon the foundation of wisdom will give you joy. It'll give you fulfillment because you have decided to live in a righteous manner and you're not going in the way of the foolish and you're not having to deal with all the repercussions and, you know, and the just rewards of, of being foolish and making foolish decisions, okay? 
So let's read on. Verse 7 continues. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer, scoffer unless he hates you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. That just kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? Right? The fool, in other words, is going to be the one that says, I don't need to hear what you have to say. And oftentimes in the heart of young people, there becomes that attitude, that hard-heartedness that says, I don't need to hear what you have to say when their parent maybe is trying to offer them some wisdom, some guidance, some direction. And they become a scoffer. They're scoffing at wisdom. right? And they, they won't receive the rebuke. But if you're wise, especially from a young age, if you're wise, you'll, you'll take that rebuke if it's trying to correct you. Because this is what the Word of God does anyway, right? It instructs us in righteousness, right? It, it rebukes us. That's what, because God loves us and He wants us on the path of righteousness. That's why He says, go in the way of wisdom. Here's an offer, here's an invitation. Verse 9, give instruction to a wise man and he will be wiser still. Uh, so that shows whether somebody's wise. Hey, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to this instruction. I'm listening to this guidance and I'm going to accept it. I'm going to receive it. Teach a just man, just man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord, here this is what I quoted earlier, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. See, that's where it starts. Look, if you've come upon this video, this audio, and you're watching the replay of this or whatever, or listening to this, and somehow you've gotten this deep into it already, but uh, you've not given your life to Christ, you've not surrendered to the Lord. In other words, you're, you're not reverencing the Lord, you're not fearing the Lord with your life. Well, then you're not even at the starting point of wisdom. You can get some good knowledge in this world and you might be able to make money and you might be able to do this or that and have some form of success. You might even gain the whole world. But what we're talking about here is your soul. Okay, what about that, right? And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it starts with knowing Christ, knowing the Lord, coming into a relationship with Him, surrendering your life to Him and walking in his way, choosing to walk in his way. Verse uh, 11, for by me your days will be multiplied. By what? Wisdom. Speaking of wisdom here, right? Wisdom is speaking. For by me your days will be multiplied and years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself and if you scoff, you will bear it alone. Okay? So it's going to benefit you or it's going to be derogatory for you, if that's the right word, you know, whatever choice you make. Are you going to accept wisdom's invitation? Are you going to scoff at wisdom? It's going to benefit you if you do, and it's going to harm you if you don't. You've got to bear it alone. It's, it's all on you, in other words. You can't blame someone else. See, wisdom's crying out, especially if you're someone that has come upon this right now and you're reading along with me here or hearing this, right? You now know there's an invitation from wisdom for you to come to wisdom, right? And if you choose not to, well, that's on you now. 
that's on you now. You'll bear that alone. You kind of, you made your bed, now you'll sleep in it kind of thing, right? As the old saying goes. Okay? So there's Lady Wisdom. Right? That's wisdom. The invitation. Now we're going to switch over to the other side. The other woman, the foolish woman in verse, in verse 13. A foolish woman is clamorous. Now, that word clamorous means loud, haughty, just kind of, it means to run at the mouth kind of thing, right? There, there's clamorous men too, aren't there? Sure is, right? The, the Hebrew word, if I remember correctly, is hamah, right? Hamah. And I'm not a Hebrew scholar. It just happens to be one that I remember from a recent study with it. But anyway, um, yeah. So a foolish woman is clamorous, right? It's not talking about women here. Remember, right? This is poetic language giving us, giving us an invitation to come to wisdom or be foolish. Okay? But foolishness is to be clamorous, to run off at the mouth, to be loud, to not be someone that wants to listen, to, to, to rather be the scoffer, right? That's what to be clamorous means. It says you're simple. Another word for that, quite frankly, is stupid, right? You know nothing. That's the way you are. You're just ignorant. <laughs> Look, I, I know I'm kind of presenting this kind of pretty raw here, but this is the Word of God. Okay, and this, this is the benefit that we can get from the Word of God if we're willing to humble ourselves and receive it. And again, this is why I say read it daily, if you can, right? Or keep going through, keep going through Proverbs, right? Because at any given time, as we're going through this world, we can all start to act stupid. We can all start to be foolish and make wrong decisions and kind of get off course. But wisdom is calling out, though. Hey, come, turn in here. Hey, hey, come. Wisdom's constantly calling out. Come, turn in here. Right, but the foolish woman here, the other side, foolishness, let's just say that, right? Because I, I, I don't want anybody to get offended here, you know, by talking about, you know, male, female, women here, things like that. Again, know the poetic language here that we're reading and what this is about. It's simply about wisdom and foolishness. For she sits at the door of her house, foolishness does, right? On a seat by the highest places of the city. In other words, in a prominent place, here I am. Loud and clear. Wisdom's calling out loud and clear as well. But foolishness is trying to get in a higher place in your life. Trying to get a higher priority in your life. And call out to you. And this world out there is full of foolishness. So easy to jump onto it. Right? And in the ways of the world... To call to those, so she sits on the seat of the high, or yeah, on a seat by the highest places of the city. Verse fifteen: To call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. So there's, you got two places to turn into. We all do, wisdom or foolishness. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In other words, you're going to place the Lord. As the priority in your life, you're going to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and you're going to be determined, I'm going to turn in this way. I'm going to go in this way. I'm going to do what the Word of God says. I'm going to obey the commands of the Lord. I'm going to walk in righteousness. Foolishness says, 
I don't need the Lord. I could do this on my own. I'm going to turn in that way. And that foolishness is calling out loud and clear as well. Whoever, as for him who lacks understanding, she says, turn to him. She says, turn to him. In other words, come here. Come to me. To, the, to that foolish man, to that foolish woman. Hey, turn this way. Follow the way of foolishness. Stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the end are there, that the guests are in the depths of hell. Stolen water is sweet, verse 17, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. So yes, indeed, sin has short-term pleasure. But it is the way of destruction. And that sin, like that foolishness, wants to get in front of your face, wants to get in front of your eyes, wants you to look upon this sin, wants you to listen to this, wants you to hear this foolishness, right? Wants you to, to taste of it, right? And, and say, oh, isn't this sweet? Doesn't this feel so good right now? Doesn't this look so wonderful right now as you're looking upon this, as you're making this choice to go in, a, in the way of foolishness? Right? It's sweet, right? But what happens? It's the depths of hell. It's destruction. It will destroy your soul. And, and the reason I like to call out to young people in this is because this foolishness, this sin, this way of sin, wants to get a hold of you right now and wants to do things in your life to distract you and to take you off course so that in the future it'll ever be on your mind and, and maybe even destroy some things in your future. So be careful with your choices. And I could get into many examples here. But you know what it is. You know, you know what you need to lay aside that sin that so easily besets you. You know what you need to lay aside. Because there is the depths of hell, meaning just destruction for your soul and torment for your soul if you continue in the way of foolishness and you don't heed the call of wisdom. You know, most people, the majority of people, unfortunately, take the way of sin. They go in the path of unrighteousness. They go in the path of foolishness. You know, Jesus himself said, that people don't want to come to him. They don't want to come to the light because they love the darkness. They don't want to repent. They don't want to turn from their foolishness and their foolish ways and begin to seek first or make a priority in their li lives of the kingdom of God. And what else does Jesus say? Their end is righteousness, right? We're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what is, then what does the Lord do? He adds to our lives. In other words, He builds us up. 
You see, sin and foolishness wants to tear you down, wants to eat away at your soul, wants to leave lasting scars within your soul. But the Lord has come that you might have life and life more abundantly. That's what the Lord wants for you. And that's what wisdom offers to you. And make no mistake, truly coming to the Lord requires repentance. Dying to yourself. Taking up the cross. Following, at, following after the Lord. So, Again, this is just an exhortation to get into the Word of God. And this chapter here, chapter 9, it emphasizes the foundational importance of the fear of the Lord. That's the starting point of wisdom. That's the beginning point, the, the fear of the Lord. And, and again, we're not talking about terror here, right, when we talk about fear, but we're talking about awe, being in awe of the Lord and having deep respect for God's wisdom, having deep respect for the Lord's authority in your life, acknowledging His supremacy, right, and aligning your life with the principles that He sets forth as the path that you should walk on, the path of wisdom the path of righteousness. Again, like I said earlier, there's a more fulfilling life that you're going to walk in if you're choosing to walk in wisdom, committing your way to the Lord. And then when you're going in the way of foolishness, it's going to lead to destruction. And, and you, we've got to make choices We've got to learn to how you know, we'll learn how to properly discern things in this world, right? And we've got to properly discern between temporary pleasure, the temporary pleasure of sin, and the enduring rewards of sin, right? Or excuse me, the enduring rewards of wisdom <laughs> see sin wants to sneak in like that and say hey there's some enduring rewards here no there's not there's destruction but wisdom has enduring rewards eternal life abundant life that comes through faith in jesus christ and making wise choices will just have a just a profound impact upon your life right with um, foolishness though sin will lead to regret and destruction so are you reverencing god today have you made that choice again you that maybe have stumbled upon this video here and uh or audio have you made that choice to reverence god today to serve God, to honor God with your life. You can do it, and we all have to do it. I believe we have to do it on a, on a daily basis. Personally, for me, I believe it's a daily thing. I have to die to myself daily, right? And, and just 
keep my eyes fixed upon Jesus on a daily basis. Otherwise, it's so easy to get off track, so easy to get the dirt and the dust of this world on, on us and lose our focus. So that's a discussion through Proverbs chapter 9. And these are the kind of things that if you just take the time to study the Word of God, to just to read it, you know, maybe study sounds like a heavy word, but study just means, I'm saying, I'm using the word study in a sense of, you know, focusing on it, putting some attention into it, letting it be applicable in your heart, looking at it and saying, is this what I'm doing? Is this how I'm living? And then taking the rebuke that comes from it and making the choice to repent or taking the wisdom that comes from it and saying, okay, yeah, I am doing this. I want to keep going. I've got to stay the course. I've got to press on. I've got to press on in the faith. Because there's a mark, right? There's a high calling that we have in Christ Jesus. And we've got to press on toward that mark like the Apostle Paul talked about. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Isaac, thank you for chiming in. Thank you for um, being here live with us. And um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And I think I'll go ahead and wrap it up with prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy that is new every morning, Lord, that you have given us mercy today. And that you have kindness toward us, Lord. And it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. It's your mercy, Lord, that we know we didn't deserve. It's your grace, Lord, that unmerited favor, Lord, that, that you give upon our lives. But yet you call us to meet, Lord. You call us to, to get off of the milk and to grow and to be men and women of God that you desire for us to be, Lord. And Lord, we need you. We need your spirit to lead and guide us. We thank you for your word, the living word. And I pray for all of those that will come upon this teaching today, Lord, that will come upon it in the future through the audio recording or the video that will be out there, Lord. I, I pray for their hearts. If they've listened this far, Lord, I pray that you will bless them in their hearts, Lord, in their souls, that they would just continue to seek you, Lord, that they would seek first the kingdom of God, make the kingdom of God their priority and his righteousness. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, as your word tells us. And I pray for each and every heart that is listening, that they will seek that in their lives, Lord. It begins with you. All wisdom, 
eternal life. It all begins with you, Lord. So we thank you again for this time in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. If you have uh, come upon the replay of this video and you uh, want to reach out to us, you can go to our website, aloveoutreach.com, and fill out the contact form there. You can comment on this video, reach out to us that way. You can also email me directly, dave at aloveoutreach.com, if there's any way that we can help you to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening, whichever the case may be. And we will see you next time. God bless.